Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. No way. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You ain't full retard, man. I'm your huckleberry. How many assholes we got on this ship, anyhow? Yo! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Hit the lights. It's boner time. Napoleon's sister was a fucking freak. Hey, where are the white women at? Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> What is your major malfunction, numbnuts? You have smoked yourself retarded. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. We have a great foursome tonight. Welcome back, Nico from Upstate Unconventional. Thank you, Matt, for having me. I apologize for my voice. I randomly just lost it. Like on Sunday, I woke up, I couldn't talk. So sorry if my voice sounds a little rough, but thanks for having me, man. I'll do the ladies love it. It's rugged, Nico. There you go. (laughs) And we have a newcomer, Miss Julia. Welcome. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for letting me be a part of your discussion. And where can people find you? I really just do all my social media on like Instagram (laughs) and it's cosmic.peach and underscore. Okay. No, so people can go out and find you. Excellent. And Ryan, as usual, welcome back, my friend. Yeah, man, I'm excited as always for Mondays, dude. These are always so fun. Yeah, this is, this is always fun. And unfortunately, one, one of our, uh, our buddies had to back out and he will hopefully join next week. But one of the things, and it's funny because as you hopped in, Ryan, uh, you said, man, I love it when we hop in and we're talking about dogs. And I'm like, one of the things I actually wanted to talk about this week, because the other guests that was supposed to come on wanted to talk about dogs. And I'm like, you know what? I, I saw Julia's Husky in the background. I know Nico's got two shepherds. I got a shepherd. You have a small pack on your own down there. And there's something about them, man. And, and our, our buddy um, Veritas on, on Instagram has got a mean, big old Husky. This guy, you know, he could fit a basketball in his mouth. And there's something about him, man. I've uh, ever since I've been an adult, I've had dogs. And in all honesty, whenever the shit hits the fan, the only thing I've ever been able to rely on has been my dogs. Yeah, 100%, dude. I mean, like, though, you can yell at the dogs, like, if they do something wrong, and they're still going to have your back no matter what, dude. It's it's an insane relationship when you have this thing that, that you know, its brain's never going to evolve past, like, a four or five-year-old human, right? If that, maybe a two or three-year-old even. 
but I don't know, Ryan. Sometimes I think my dog is smarter than I am. Like, I'm not even <laughs> kidding you. Sometimes I look at him and I'm like, he's about to say something right now. Like, he's just super smart. Well, for sure. And they have that vibe, you know, like they have that whole thing about them. And some dogs are smarter than others. But like the, the whole thing about like this thing that I have to feed and I have to protect. But if if shit hits the fan, like if someone breaks in the house, this thing's going to protect me. You know what I mean? The, the dog will lay down its life for you. You know what I mean? And it's a weird dynamic, dude. It's a weird thing when you got a, like a subservient and also like a protector. It's a weird, you, you're never going to find that in a human. Well, dogs have like such a spiritual quality about them. Like there's some dogs that can like detect certain like illnesses and like cancer and stuff in like their owner. And they will like randomly stare up into corners of my house and just stare at them. And it freaks me out because I'm like, they definitely see something like I cannot see. Yeah. And that is a weird deal too. And, and as far as the, the cancer and, and all the other diseases, um, Matt, I don't want to derail from the dog conversation. Cause you know, I'm always down for that, but had you heard about this whole thing with, uh, you know, whatever causes COVID, whatever makes COVID intense and, and why it's, you know, so diverse in people, dogs are able to smell that too, I've heard. And we're finding it supposedly in our water supply and we're finding it in snake venom. Um, it's a weird, weird deal. I don't know if you guys had, had looked into this at all. I had heard that dogs can uh, sniff out vaccinated people and just there's only one person in my family that has gotten the shots and my dog is very obsessed with him. You know what I mean? Like he will... I mean, this isn't real scientific evidence, but he like runs up to him. He won't like leave his side. He's always like jumping on him and stuff. It's just kind of interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, my husband is vaccinated and I'm not. And we can get into that if you want, because we have very different opinions about that. But my my husky, like that's his dog. And my golden doodle is like my dog. And ever since he got vaccinated, my husky will only sit with me on the couch. He won't even go near my husband. And it's been like hurting his feelings. And I was like, it's probably because you're full of toxic shit. And my dog doesn't want to be around you anymore. Huh? Did he get vaccinated for his job or that kind of actually blew my mind? Cause you told me all this stuff about like health, you know? Yes. So we had like, I made him wait till the very last minute to where it was like, we're not going to be able to like have a life if you lose your job. And he works for, he works for an air force base and it was not an option for him. Like they came around with like a sheet of paper and they were like, we just want you to sign this, um, acknowledging that if you don't get vaccinated, we're going to fire you basically. And he was like, okay, well, I can't lose my job. Hmm. Yeah. And many, many, far too many people were in that same situation. You know, they were coerced into doing it because it was either, you know, lose your livelihood or take an experimental substance, you know, and I don't blame them, you know? Well, it just, it's been like really hard because I make enough money where I could have got us through if he would have just like been like, no, my morals are not for sale. I'm going to just like take an L on this one and find another job. I could have got us through, but I mean, it is a really, really, really good job. And I know it is like, it's a career and like the air force is like his life, but I just, I feel like he should have 
waited to the point where they were like, well, we won't fire you, but we highly encourage it because that's what it is now. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, I, I don't know the dude. Uh, Matt says, you know, he, he, that he doesn't blame him. If it was someone that I knew, I would blame them. You know what I mean? And, and I, I, like I said, I, I can't comment on the, on the guy. I, I think that I've seen a picture of him on your uh, profile and things mm -hmm. like that. But yeah, man, I think that um, when, when too many people are putting their morals aside for livelihood, that's a major problem. You know what I mean? Um, and obviously he's a great dude. He's, he's doing it because he, he obviously didn't want to do it, but he's doing it because he, he doesn't want all the financial burden to be on, on his woman. You know what I mean? Um, well, to be honest with you, Ryan, I feel like there is a big disconnect between the black community getting vaccinated and how heavily it was pushed on them. Like, yeah. Tuskegee. They were handing out jabs at the Juneteenth parade. They, they nice. were just like, oh, it's Juneteenth. Jab, jab here, jab, jab there. And we I was looking around like, oh my God. And they're so happy about it. They're like, yes, we're going to end the pandemic and it's going to be us that gets it started. And I was like, oh my God. Uh, like it was looking around and I was like, it's like Tuskegee, like all over again. I, I had like chills watching yeah. it yeah uh it's a psychological yeah. operation you know yeah that's, that's all it is it's it's crazy did he have any uh you know i don't want to you know dig too deep into this obviously because you know personal privacy and all that stuff but did he have any kind of like adverse reactions if you don't mind sharing I, no pressure it's just a, it's yeah i mean he definitely has had like a nosebleed every single day since he's had like he's had he gets nosebleeds but not like like few and far between he'll wake up and he'll be like damn like my nose is bleeding and he'll like stop it up or whatever but every day since he's been vaccinated it's just like bloody like streaming down both of his nostrils just bloody nose headaches all the time tired all the time like we used to go out and like drink on a saturday night to like 2 a.m and then come home and like sleep and like wake up a little hungover but he's like exhausted constantly fatigued constant like it's he can barely even drink anymore because like he'll wake up the next day and he'll be like I really feel like I'm gonna die and I'm like well you probably shouldn't drink at all and you should probably like go like and get colonics or something to try to flush that shit out well yeah. it's probably if oh go ahead Nico I was gonna say I I don't know how accurate if or if there's even any science to back this up but a lot of people in like the spiritual community are talking about like ways to cleanse this stuff out, you know, um, through meditation, through actual cleansing, you know, like colonics, like she said, and, you know, full on detoxes where you are drinking like distilled water, things like that. I, I'm not an expert in it, but I was going to ask, uh, has he tried any of these things or looked into any options to like, do I have been cleanse? like his, um, I've been like his personal little nurse and I got the turmeric drops that um, that lady that Ryan had on and ghost had her on too. And so he's such a cry baby. Like if I put it in his mouth, he'll be like, like, he'll like gag, like it's disgusting. So I had to get like little like empty vegetable capsules and I just like drop it in the capsule and give him one every day. And then I give him like, iodine and like all these like really obscure ass like supplements and water and and 
I put this little, it's like a tens unit kind of thing. And I like put it on his chest and I like put like frequencies on that cleanse your body. And I like vibe it like throughout his chest. And I feel like it helps, but I worry for myself as well, because obviously we share the same living quarters and other things. So whatever is in him, even though I'm not vaccinated, will potentially affect me as well yeah 100 percent. yeah and, and yeah if it's your significant other that's it's obviously going whatever's in their body is going to be in yours you know what i mean it's just how it is um one thing that i was going to mention a lot of people have been talking about this water and and the the whole idea you know i found the other day and this isn't necessarily news but it's very it, it's it was news to me that the enzyme there is an enzyme in all of our blood and um, it's in very trace amounts. And it's the same enzyme that's in rattlesnake venom. It's basically what makes uh, rattlesnake venom a neurotoxin. And we have it in our bodies in trace amounts. And I if I'm not mistaken, it's called the um, S-P-L-A-I-I-I-I-A. Um, and yeah, it's a, basically it, it, the reason that it's in our blood and in our body is to if we have like some sort of cut, we're not going to get infected because of this enzyme. It fights off bacterial infections. But when you get COVID, um, this thing rises exponentially. So it's kind of like you have snake venom in your bloodstream. Once you get infected, you don't have to get the vaccine or anything. And they're starting to put this in water now, supposedly, according to multiple sources. Um, I'm a big listener of Stu Peters and people laugh at me about that, but it's, it's a good show. They, they're talking about it. Um, other health sites are talking about it and they're saying like, don't use municipal water. Don't use, you know, ice cubes uh, at restaurants. Don't drink soup. Anything that water goes into at a restaurant, don't fuck with it. Um, like, you know, Pepsi, Coke, Ryan, but you'd have to be a damn hermit to do that. Like, you'd literally have to be a hermit. Are you guys on the terrain theory shit? Are you on that? Are you guys on terrain theory? Or are you are you a germ guy? Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily believe in germs, but I believe that they are that this whole thing is weaponized. And I think that 100% if the dude because the guy that discovered this is out of University of Arizona, it's right down the street from my house here. Um, I actually reached out to him to see if he wanted to come on the show and we'll see what he says. But yeah, this guy, I mean, he gets funded by the NIH and he's the one that came out and said this. I think that this is real information, 100%. But um, I don't know. I don't know where you're getting out with the terrain theory with snake venom. But I mean, snake venom is very real. There is neurotoxic pro properties to these things. Um, it's not necessarily a germ. I think that it's absolutely got something to do with an animal in one way or another right well is it a bacteria because i know you were looking into that with uh what is it don't I say don't... it brucella brucella and brucellosis zoonosis yeah. any things that jump from animals to humans mm. um so yeah dude and this is what the i mean the nazis synthesized it supposedly and um i find it really interesting that this dude you know floated this whole thing and and you know this is back in 2021 i just found it but then coincidentally like i just spoke with ron from new england they got that weird QAnon card out there that's totally weird you know what i mean and um we were talking about the water stuff and dude the guy from the big short his name's michael berries or michael burries 
he is now investing his main main investment is in fresh water so there's so many pieces that i'm trying to connect right now like the guy that predicted the 2008 financial crisis in homes and, and mortgages right is now saying that fresh water is the most valuable resource that we have and it's going to skyrocket in value that should be terrifying to anyone i'm looking into blackrock a lot more and um there's just too many pieces that are fitting together that that you can't disprove to me from what i have looked at and with my own eyes that this water shit is not something to be concerned about at this point whether it's germs or or bacteria or whatever um but what were you yeah. getting at with the 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 germ versus terrain stuff oh i was gonna ask like so <clears throat> my only issue with like the terrain theory is i'm a relatively healthy guy i take all my vitamins i do everything you know what i mean but like if my kid gets sick, it, it's spreading through the house, you know, no matter like my immune system will fight it off quicker. But how do you explain that? You know what I mean? I just can't so fully the get behind that it. I've done like personally on the terrain theory. And I just actually listened to a podcast with a guy that was explaining it is like, there is the terrain of your body, not like it's the terrain of your body. And mm-hmm. if your child gets sick, like their vibe will rub off on you. And it's like, you perceive that you are sick because you're in the same frequency as your child. Mm. So if they, if they are vibing at a sick, like I'm sick, this is, it's like their terrain, it will affect your terrain. It's like your antenna picks up whatever they're putting off. And then you start getting sick because they're sick. Not because I'm not going to say go out and kiss somebody with a cold sore. Okay. But (laughs) it's like you pick up off of whatever they're putting out. It's like when you're depressed and then you were really happy until you got around someone who was depressed. And then all of a sudden you're like, I don't know why, like I feel depressed now. Just being around you. It's the same kind of thing. Like as- and I can totally get behind the vibrations and stuff. But when you start having physical symptoms, like you get your runny nose and all this other things, like if they're not germs or like you just said too, like you're not going to kiss someone with a cold sore. So like, there's got to be a little doubt in you then at least too, right? If I'm a healthy skeptic. Okay. But yeah, I would like to me. think that it's got, mm-hmm. it's got legs. Yeah, the theory no. has legs, but I am a healthy skeptic because I, I still, I'm not going to kiss somebody with a cold sore. Right. I I'm somewhere probably, I, I think it's probably somewhere in the middle where it's frequency. It's um, got to do a lot with your immune system and, and the environment. I can get down with that, but I just, you see it too often where it's like just the whole family gets hit with something, even like a stomach bug and maybe stomach bugs are bacteria. I don't know but it's just interesting to me. So I can't fully get behind the terrain theory. And I I don't believe the germ theory either. So what are your guys thoughts on that? I was going to say, it is kind of interesting that dogs don't seem to get sick from, you know, because a lot of things that we do share dogs don't have the capacity to really know like, Oh, he's sick. They just know that you're down and out. You know what I mean? They don't have the same sort of antenna that, you know, to, to quote what you were saying there. Um, 
yeah, I, I think that it definitely makes sense that that there could be some sort of like, you know, it's a psychological aspect to why you get sick. And then I heard a really interesting theory that every time you're sick, it's like a demon is is possessing you. You know what I mean? I don't believe that. But I mean, it's just like maybe there's some negative energy that got into you. And that's what made you sick. You know, I'm not into this crystal bullshit. I don't believe in, in it personally. Um, I know a lot of people do. A lot of cool people do. Um, but I think that that's kind of also what's kind of part of, of what's fucking up our society is some of these beliefs, not necessarily the ones that you're throwing around there, but I don't know. Well, I had COVID and I breathed all over my dog, kissed him right on the head and he did not get COVID. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. you know, <clears throat> that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't seem to get sick with the same things that we do. And with, with all these, almost every single virus that humans have comes from an animal why can't we pass it to a dog that's living in our house? You know what I mean? It just doesn't really make sense. So I'm, I'm with you a little bit on that for sure. I'm with both you guys, Nico. Yeah. I mean, well, it, like even my, my throat thing right now. Right. So I, I know I've shared this with Matt and I might've hinted at it to you, Ryan and stuff, but we're going through some real negative shit with like my wife's ex-husband. Oh, right? sure. And, um, like I, I'm not sick in any other way. It's just like my throat is not working. And I, I, as silly as it sounds, I do feel like this is some type of like spiritual thing. I have no other symptoms. My throat, I woke up on Sunday morning and I just didn't have a voice, you know, and is it's his magic just, strong. Is he a, a wizard? <laughs> no, I don't believe so. I think he's just so like negative and depressed and just like such a piece of shit of a human being that like, <laughs> Wow. His energy rubs off on my steps. Or he's draining your energy. So it's like every time you have to have an interaction with that person, they're taking a little bit of your energy away yeah, from like you. A, like and your body vampire. can't sustain its healthy, <laughs> like stable. And so you got sick. Yeah, it's weird. And again, it sounds woo-woo and stupid to some people, but like there's literally no other explanation. You know, I don't have like allergies. I, there's just no reason why I lost my voice other than we kind of had an interaction with this guy the day before, you know, mm. it's, it's battle. You wound. Should go, to, go. What's he say? It's a battle wound. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I was going to say, you should go to him and be like, listen, dude, you're making my fucking throat sore. <laughs> relax. And I want to just like, let's just be cool here. You know what I mean? It, I, I don't disagree with you, dude. I think that it's very possible that, that, you know, the energy can mess with you. Um, my sister's been having bad, bad allergies, dude. You know, she's very healthy. Uh, is she 18 yet? I think she's 18. She's either 17 or 18. She's about to graduate high school this year. And, um, it's been bad for her, dude. It almost feels like she has some sort of virus or, or whatever, but um, yeah, dude, I, it's hard to know. It's hard to know. There's all kinds of random things. And with the weird shit that we're introduced to, you know, especially lately, it's, I think it's, it, it could be anything, Nico. It could be, it could be yeah. something spiritual like that, or it could be this water shit that I'm mentioning. I, I don't discount that at all because if you don't think that your governmental poison, your water supply just look at fluoride. You know what I mean? Right. right. Um, yeah. In a way, like it's already poison with the fluoride. But I was going to say, I did. I only had like the OG COVID. I lost my smell and my taste for three months and I got it right before Halloween. So I had no smell and taste for Thanksgiving, Christmas, mm -hmm. like New Year's. And I, we always go out for New Year's and I wanted to drink and like the taste of alcohol without actually being able to taste it like made me so ill. 
but um never got COVID again after that my husband is vaccinated he got like the double jab or whatever and he got COVID again like a few months ago and he was like super super weirdly ill like not like the OG COVID like he looked like he needed uh like an IV drip like I was seriously concerned about him and it was like not a regular it didn't seem like a regular COVID illness to me right that's the one I had I had that one in December where I I was out for like three days the first day I was delirious I was in bed just sweating and freezing and hallucinating you know like just in and out of dreaming and and couldn't do anything really and then the second day was like body aches more of like a uh, of a flu almost mm-hmm. and then the third day was back to like just trying to recover because it just sucked the life out of me it was you know it, it hit like a train you know I knew I, you know I never had any doubt it was going to be terrible but man it was it was a, a hell of a ride that's for sure yeah. is that when you called out on the show yeah yeah, yeah. my uh my son got it in early February and he had a fever, like 102 fever for like maybe 16 hours. You know what I mean? Like on and off. He didn't have 102 fever that whole time. But, and then after 16 hours, he was fine. My wife got hit with it hard. She was out for like three weeks and I felt dizzy one day. Like that was it. I just felt super dizzy. And then I lost my taste and smell for like almost three weeks, which was just so weird. Yeah, like. Yeah, that was the one weird thing with mine, too, is that I, I for like I was fine in the beginning. Then all of a sudden, as I got better physically, my taste and smell went away. Like you said, Nico, for a couple weeks, too. It was so weird. Well, I will say, like, I've asked other people who have had COVID and I was like, I lost my smell and taste for three months and I cried over an RB sandwich, like in the parking lot. <laughs> and they were like, are you okay? And I was like, no, like, I really just want to taste food. Like I lost a ton of weight cause I had no desire to eat. And, um, I will say if you guys want to get down the rabbit hole, I got COVID OG COVID and lost my smell and taste for three months after I got the flu shot. And it was mandated by my work. I did not want to get the flu shot. They said, uh, with everything that's going on, we really recommend everyone get the flu shot. I was working at the hospital at the time. And I was like, well, what if I don't get the flu shot? Is my job like in jeopardy? And they were like, yeah, you have to get the flu shot. So I got it. And I was like, at least it's not like the COVID shot. I mean, we've had flu shots forever. We'll just see what happens. So I got it. The first flu shot I ever had. And then like four days later, I got the OG COVID and my only symptoms were a fever and I couldn't smell or taste anything. I had a little bit of body aches, but I feel like I kicked that in the ass pretty quick. And then I just couldn't smell or taste anything. I've never had that in my entire life. Couldn't smell anything. Yeah. It's a weird, three months. it's a weird sensation, man. And when it first started happening, I don't know if you guys experienced this too, but when I first started losing everything started smelling like vomit like did you guys experience that oh my god when my smell started coming back everything smelled like hot ass garbage like I was like oh my god everything smells infected like it smells like freaking bacteria or something and then like I would notice certain things I used to love like ramen noodles and fried chicken Popeyes and RV sandwiches I'm so healthy right it all tasted like pennies 
Yeah, like yeah, like a copper. metallic, metallic, yeah. nasty taste. Yeah. I wanted to throw up. Like I had like a beautiful chicken leg and I just was, I dug right into it and I wanted to taste it so bad. And all I could taste was like salty pennies and it smelled like freaking cat food. And it was just like, it was the worst. And it was like that for a couple months and then it went back to normal. That's really weird that you say pennies or metallic like that. Cause that's what it smells like. If like, I don't know if I've like witnessed a murder before, like I've seen someone get shot and like the blood that comes out of them. It smells like that. It smells like what you're describing, like pennies. Like if you're to take a handful of pennies and smell it. You know what that makes me think of though, is like how people could like the royal family or whatever and they're if they are like blood drinkers or whatever it would just make me so nauseated like i cannot believe that's just oh i gotta get my blood today yeah <laughs> like, well you know so they're, gross. they're different though you know what i mean they're different than us and i yeah, reptiles. It a, it's a <laughs> sickening smell yeah maybe they are i don't know dude I, nothing surprises me man you know <laughs> I don't know. There is something really fucking weird about this, man. And and I was really discounting the whole thing. Um, it was weird, you know, like when the whole thing started, I was like, dude, everyone's gonna die. This is it. You know what I mean? For like two, three weeks. And then I was like, Oh, this is nothing. And now I'm at the point where it's like, okay, what's next? Something serious is is about to happen. Matt, I've talked with you about like the panic attacks that like I've been having randomly. Um, I don't know how, how many people out there just have a random sense of lightheadedness. And then the moment you go outside, it's fine. Um, I used to have things like that as a child, but now I'm starting to feel those same things again. Um, there's like this sense of impending doom that I fucking have, which is very weird. Um, not a, exactly a nice thing to go to sleep to. And then, you know, it's just, it's weird. I don't know if it's because of the constant electronic stimulation. And then when you finally get some quiet time, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Um, I think it goes back to frequency, Ryan. I think like when do you experience these when you're like at work, when you're doing stuff or is dude, it just it, anywhere? They've happened sometimes like when I'm doing these shows, like even like if I'm doing a group chat, like sometimes I'm just sitting here listening to someone and then I'll just be like, what the fuck? And like, I can't, I don't really want to just go outside. Um, mm -hmm. So I'll just kind of sit here and get through it. And I'm like, well, if this is it, this is it. You know what I mean? I'm just sitting here. I'm not afraid <laughs> to die or anything, but it's just like, fuck maybe it'd be for good content if i died live on air you know what i mean <laughs> um, no but i'll go ahead no i was just saying it just happens randomly it happens at random times that's all yeah and for me <clears throat> it's not necessarily like a panic attack but i've noticed that like every once in a while like the most simple like mundane things become like um very overwhelming like doing the dishes for example or like it's almost like i just can't like put that energy i don't know if it's i'm realizing it's nonsense and i just can't do it i don't know but it, it's it's the closest thing i could probably say to a panic attack where it's like i almost get like depressed over it you know it puts me in a different vibration that it shouldn't and i don't know things are hard to do like it's hard for me to like go through a grocery store or walk through walmart or something you know what i mean i, I can't yeah, it's like if fucking germs aren't real, why do I got to wash these goddamn dishes? You know what I mean? <laughs> off the dirty you know, no, you know, I don't know. It, there is. And I, I've spoken with a lot of people of different age groups. I mean, Ron and I were talking earlier. He was saying similar things where it's just like shit. That's just like a no brainer to him on a, on a normal day. He's now he's like, fuck this. I don't want to do this right now. Mm -hmm. I've been showing up every day an hour late to work. 
because it's almost like and and i i hate my job i make that no secret but dude you know i i think that a lot of people are feeling very apathetic right now and that's that's yeah. also another danger it, it yeah, is a huge if you danger. look at it there's been nothing but gray and black for the better part of two and a half years now you know that's all we're bombarded with is is gray stories at best and then black negative death stories you know at worst yeah and 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 that's been nonstop since you know say february march of 2020 now and and that wears on anybody i don't care how spiritually strong you are i don't care how you know connected you are it's going to take a toll on everyone in 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 some sort of manner it has to um and i don't you know none of us really participate in the mainstream you know so we're no i mean i live in oklahoma and i don't know what it's like like where you guys live but we didn't really partake in any like covid like procedures that normal places would have like mask wash your hands we close the dining room pick up only that shit did not exist in oklahoma like we carried on with our lives there was like two weeks where we were like oh what the fuck we can only go to walmart and lowe's like fuck that (laughs) and then like literally the next week it was like okay you can come in but like promise you're washing your hands and we're like yeah we're washing our hands and it's like are you wearing a mask and we're like yeah we got a mask on and then everything was totally normal and it's been normal like we've been hanging out with our friends bars are open restaurants are open nobody's wearing masks everybody's just a free-for-all and it's been like that so I feel kind of like like we're sequestered in our own little paradise here in Oklahoma because it really hasn't affected us like that yeah there's little pockets of upstate New York that are like that the town I'm in is the complete opposite everything was like full lockdown craziness but like where my parents live it was like life was normal you know there was no anything but what I was going to I wanted to just say one thing about the flu shot. I got the flu shot one time in my entire life. It was my first year of college in like 2009. And it's the only time I've ever got the flu. And I was out for like two weeks, you know, it just was absolute hell. And uh, I have to attribute it to getting the flu shot. Cause it was the only time I ever got it. And it's the only time I ever got the flu, but yeah, we were talking- I felt like hot ass garbage after yeah. I got that flu shot. I never felt that sick in my life. I remember I woke up for work that morning and I was like, God, like I do not feel good, but I'm going to try to like go ahead and go in. And so I was like, I'm going to give you some really hot pho for lunch and maybe that'll make me feel better. I tasted nothing. And you know, like pho has very like strong flavors. And I was like, lime in it. (laughs) And I was like putting all the jalapenos and the cilantro in it. And I was like eating bean sprouts. Like what the is going on right now i can't taste anything that's funny yeah and then uh i wanted to bring up too because we were talking about like stuff uh spreading from dogs and whatnot um has anyone noticed that the ticks are like out of control this year already i think i've kind of talked with matt about this and i don't know how it is in arizona or oklahoma but i took my dog on i don't know a mile hike on a paved trail and she had like seven ticks on her just from like, and I had one on my arm the other day. My son had one on him. It's just out of control. And I typically just use like natural tick repellents, which is all essential oils and stuff. And that's always worked for my dogs. But 
I, I finally switched to the next guard or whatever it is, just because it's like anytime they go outside, there's another tick on them. My dogs are antisocial. So when I let them out, like we have a huge backyard, they just go out and I use the cinnamon, clove, whatever for mm-hmm. their flea and tick like treatment. And they haven't been getting, but my golden doodle has all of a sudden, like his hair has started falling out. He has like big red, like hot spots all over his skin. And my husky, like all of a sudden he came in one day and he just started, he turned around and started pulling all of his hair off of his back. And he had a humongous bald spot like this big on his back. And I was like, what the fuck? Like he's a psychopath, like he's pulling his own hair out. And we took him to the vet and she's like, I've never really seen this, but he has a skin Mm. follicle infection. And I was like, how the fuck did he get that? And she was like, I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of weird skin stuff. That's so weird. My, my male shepherd has the same thing. It's like on his knees and like just random spots. He's constantly itching. They put him on like uh, some type of antibacterial uh, antibiotic thing that didn't do anything. And I've just been like trying to do it like coconut oil and some other natural stuff, but he, he just like licks that off, but it's really weird. You it's know gotten what better. I finally had to do, they put him on um, like a pill. I had to like stick it down his throat every day and, and that helped, but I had to put freaking jock itch cream on him to get him to stop pulling his hair out. And he's just now his little hairs is starting to grow back in. But she was like, I don't know. I've been seeing like a lot of weird skin stuff. And I was like, I've never seen him turn around and pull all of his hairs out like that. So could that skin stuff, I mean, we were just talking about before, be associated with the stuff they're spraying in the sky? I mean, it has a trickle-down effect, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, and if the animals are getting it in their skin, uh, I don't know. What else would be really driving it? I mean, it's right. not like our animals are, uh, unless they're putting it in their food. And it's Well, they're weird drinking because... the water. Like, you fill up their bowl, like, in the sink. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not busting open bottled water to dump in my dog's bowl. Like, I just take it over to the sink. I, I fill it up in the sink. So whatever's in the water whatever's outside in my yard they spend a lot of time outside whatever's like in the grass and I mean I feel sorry for him because I'm like maybe I should get like regular water like water bottles for him because I don't no. know like even what they're ingesting right no, my dogs won't even drink plastic bottled water like if I I've tried to do that before in the past like just I don't even know why but they won't even drink it I think when I was on a walk I tried to pour it into a frisbee and they wouldn't even drink it you know what i mean and that probably says a lot about what's in the the bottled (laughs) water yeah but you know no and and i think that you know it's something that just kind of came to mind right now i wonder if this chemtrail shit has just been like a decades-long distraction from like the shit that's going on right now you know what i mean and everyone's pointing Mm -hmm. up at the sky when like it's all on the ground under the ground yeah and it's like that's weird it's a weird thing to think about dude it is it's crazy and the thing that's so weird though is i have two dogs and the female is not affected by like any of this stuff they eat the same exact food you know they have the same they drink the same water i try to fill it up out of the fridge because that's filtered but it's not that much better anyway but you know it's it's just weird that he got that but what's interesting is you said the jock itch stuff worked and that's zinc like zinc is usually the main ingredient oh my god 
I didn't even think about that because I was going through like the creams that are just left over, like in my medicine cabinet. And I was like, what's anti-itch in here? And I was like, well, <laughs> I was like, let me just try this and see if it works. And so I rubbed it on there and he didn't want to lick it because it's got like a really like sour taste, I'm assuming. And he left it alone and it healed up. Hmm, interesting. I'm going to have to try that with him. But yeah, zinc is crazy. It's a really good supplement. I think more people should take it. <clears throat> yeah, you can't overdo it with zinc. I know oh, that yeah. as long as as long as you're, you know, looking up what you're supposed to take. And that fits in with the whole ivermectin thing. You know what I mean? Like ivermectin, if if this whole, because I'm obsessed with the snake venom shit. It, it's just the newest thing that I've been looking into. And, you know, it's a weird, weird deal. If you're, if, if this is seeing your organs as a bacteria, the same way that like it serves its purpose in, in the blood of a human, um, fighting off bacterial infections, that's what ivermectin does. You know what I mean? It's an antibacterial thing. It's um, anti-parasitic. So, you know, it all, it all makes sense. I'm just not smart enough to fully understand what the fuck is going on. You know what I mean? So can you explain it just a little more? So we have snake venom in our bloodstream, you're saying, right? And it's it an serves enzyme. as a, it's an enzyme. So, so that's so interesting to me because I mean, you could take that to like a biblical level. That's, even. Dude, that's exactly where I took it as soon as I heard it is like so yeah it's a it's called the spla dash iia um if you want to look it up you can just type in covid um covid snake venom you can type that in and it'll pop right up um but yeah you have trace amounts of it in your blood to fight bacterial infections that's the sole purpose of this thing as far as i know and for some reason for whatever reason it's not the case when you get infected with like influenza or any of these other things, what the scientists are telling us and take their word with a grain of salt, but what they're saying right now, at least this one dude out of university of Arizona, he's saying that you get a, a drastic spike in this enzyme in your blood. And instead of it just fighting off normal bacterial infections, it starts seeing your organs and like the tissues in the organs as a bacteria and what snake venom does or spider venom or any kind of venom, it attacks organs. You know what I mean? Like brown recluse or fucking black mama, like the stronger the venom is, like they'll actually liquefy organs. And people have been talking about that shit with, with COVID. You know what I mean? People are saying like, dude, this guy got COVID and his organs got liquefied. You know what I mean? And then like, I've also heard like claims of people pulling out blood clots that are like the length of someone's leg and shit like that it's wild wild stuff like, like if you, yeah golf ball baseball size blood clots like that are insanely off the charts big yeah. yeah and and so and obviously we've heard about the blood clotting and stuff but like in, in the case of like one being as long as someone's like it's like a little snake you know what i mean like they just keep pulling it's like the uh, rabbit in the hat trick or the uh the magician trick with the ribbons you just keep pulling the shit out and of the fucking hat and it's like where the fuck is this coming from well, that's it's just so interesting because i was just watching a thing with my son this like channel like coyote peterson or something where they like do uh animals and stuff and they like took the snake venom and added it to blood and it like just turned it into jelly so it's just like it's so interesting like it coagulates yeah do you think maybe they actually are just putting snake venom in the jabs who knows 
You well, and you can aerosolize that and you can also mm-hmm. put it in water. Like the theory here that I heard was that they dumped a massive amount of this snake venom shit into the New York uh, state municipal water supplies. You know what I mean? So like, surprise that's, me. that's why it started in New York City. But think about all me. the other chemicals in their water, man. That snake venom's got a hell of a battle on its hands. <laughs> Well, I, I know, right? And and you know what's nuts too? Like I was hearing this with like with you know Flint, Michigan, right? Michigan touches like three Great Lakes. How the fuck can't they get clean water? How how can they not get clean water when they're right next to lakes? It's because those lakes are so damn dirty too. And what's scary is like if you're gonna shower in hot water, you know that's you're gonna you're gonna be sitting there and you're gonna be steaming yourself with this shit, and you're gonna be breathing it in too. Everyone well, one of the interesting things I, I just re- learned recently, Ryan, about Chicago is most of their piping is still lead piping that they oh, use. That's good for you. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that can't be good for you. And I know that was one of the issues in Flint also uh, was that they had an issue with, with lead piping there that was causing some of the chemicals aside from all the other, you know, other chemical issues they had there. But my entire family lives in Cleveland, Ohio. And we get like all of our water from Lake Erie, which I think is funny because we used to be like, oh, do you want to go to the beach and like watch the garbage float? Like it was disgusting. <laughs> it's very dirty. And that's what they drink and they shower in and like whatever. And I actually, I just flew in today from Cleveland. <laughs> so this whole last week I've been using like my cousin's water and my face like just started getting like super inflamed while I was there and like it started like getting broke out and I started getting like a little rash all over me and I was like I don't I hate leaving my house because I feel like when I go on trips like I have a weird effect to different people's water and she was like oh no it does that to me too like as soon as I moved into this house I got psoriasis and I was like you don't think that's a problem yeah but but I got used to it yeah I just thumbed it out (laughs) damn but that's like, you know, if you go to a hotel, right? The hard water there, you feel all slimy after you take a shower. And and I noticed that too, Julia, you know, when I go to different people's places, there's some people's place, I, I can't shower for too long there. Otherwise, my skin just, it either gets extremely dry or like you said, extremely inflamed and just irritated. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I don't know how people do it. No, they don't do it, Matt. They get freaking psoriasis. (laughs) Well, see, that's what's weird. I don't notice so many different things. Like I, I, I've had that problem. Like I'll be sitting there and have a stomach ache or something, or, you know, I feel like some people are very, very in tune with their bodies. I'm not. And I think that I need to try and work on that somehow. I don't know how, but, um, but yeah, man, it's, I find it interesting when people can, can pick up the differences in waters and things like that. Ryan, you should do a distilled water cleanse. Just take like, just try it for like two weeks. Just only drink distilled water when you make your coffee. If you drink coffee, use distilled water. You make a soup, use the, just try it. And I'm telling you, man, you will start feeling a lot of different stuff throughout your body. It's going to take a few days to detox a little bit. And you might even feel like you're nauseous the first couple of days. And that's why people say it like dehydrates you or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I I'm back on that bandwagon now with the distilled water and it's interesting. You you definitely can start feeling different things like I can tell 
and this happened with going gluten-free too. Like I can tell when I eat something that does not agree with my system. Like I can literally like feel it going through. Like I ate, um, it's embarrassing, but I ate a uh, chicken McGriddle the other day. And it's the first thing I've ever, ever eaten since July that had gluten or fast food. And no, no, but my body, like I, pooped it out no, he just had, like explosive diarrhea yeah the it was it was not good it was, it was a nice little like, jackson pollock painting on the toilet yeah dude it's it bad it's so funny you say that man because uh i think it was thursday i took my son i was out with my son and uh he's like dad can we stop and get mcdonald's and i'm like oh man you know i hate mcdonald's he's like come on i'm like all right fine whatever so we get McDonald's and as we're pulling out of the drive through, I go, all right, buddy, here's, here's the bet. After we finish this, who's going to be the first one that has to use the bathroom. And he's like, Oh no, it's going to be you. It's definitely you. You don't eat this stuff. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. Anyway, not even an hour later, I'm in the bathroom. I get a knock on the door. Dad, I got to go. Dad, I got to go. And I'm like, buddy, you got to give me two seconds and I'll be done. Oh, dad, it's too late. And I'm like, oh, man. So he's like, he's like, but I still won the bet. I'm like, yeah, but now I got to clean up after you, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you should have made his ass clean up, dude. Be like, yeah, I won the bet. You got to clean the shit. He's nine years old, man. He's nine years old. If I let him clean up, you understand how much that compounds into what I will have to clean up down the road. It's better yeah, to just and, say, and you know what? I'm cleaning it up myself. He could have very easily called Child Protective Services on you, too, for making him clean up his own shit. And yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and, and yeah. he, <laughs> I, I, what was it? My On my birthday, when he was two years old, he was in the living room and we're all out in the, in the, in the kitchen having birthday cake. And he's quiet. I'm like, what the hell is he doing in there? So my brother-in-law goes in and checks on him and he comes into the kitchen. His face is red. He's crying, laughing, goes, dude, you got to go see what your son's doing in there. I go in and my son has in his hand what I thought was molding clay, but no, it was from his diaper. And he had taken it out of his diaper and was playing with it in the living room. And it was so disgusting. I'm like, dude, so he has an affinity for this thing ever since he was little so he would have no problem cleaning it up ryan that the long story short but it's <laughs> disgusting you know but that's what that mcdonald's does to you it's unbelievable like i i i can't eat it anymore like that's the point it's gotten to nico like i'll eat it yeah. as a last resort you know maybe i'll try a burger but even then i talked to randy afterwards like you know what they put in the fries i'm like yeah man i looked into that salt it's mm-hmm. just poison i'm like but yeah well, did you but- did, did you see that video? I think it was a TikTok or whatever. This lady saved uh, a Big Mac from 1996 and she opened it up and it looked totally fine 24 years later. The receipt was in worse shape than the patty. Right. Oh my gosh, that's disgusting. I've been thinking about doing like no bread or anything kind of because I've noticed I love pasta. I love bread. I love carbs. And after I eat them, I feel like a like a blimp like I just feel bloated and gross and like I I mean even with like the turmeric supplement or whatever I've been taking like for the inflammation if I eat a a roll 
that's it for me for the rest of the night. I just swell up and I feel disgusting. And I was like, you know, I might have like celiac disease or whatever, because it hurts my stomach so bad when I eat that. But then I'm like, oh my gosh, I sound like a Karen right now. Like, is this gluten-free? Like, I didn't want to be that person. After Nico, you know, pushed it a little bit, I I have tried. I've been experimenting because my son has no issue. He's got an iron stomach, but I have rheumatoid arthritis. And I started noticing when I ate pasta, pizza, you know, anything carb based, I would get my hands would just blow up like balloons. And I was like, all right, let me try this gluten free. And I I was the same way, Julia. I'm like, I'm such a bitch. I'm going to buy. And I had to ask the guy, I'm like, excuse me, where can I find gluten free pasta? Like, where do you carry this? And, uh, and so I get it. And, And honestly, I have noticed a tremendous difference. There is little to no swelling when I eat and I'll eat two bowls, two servings of, of gluten free pasta, whereas before I was barely eating like half to three quarters of one serving of the regular stuff, because I was just afraid I I knew it was going to get me one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, it makes me want to do it for like two or three weeks and just see like how much better I feel. And if because it doesn't taste any different, but no and here's the thing i you said two or three weeks i'm going to tell you you got to do it longer because i started in july and it takes your body about two months to fully detox so a lot of people quit and say it doesn't work because they they feel sick i mean you have flu-like symptoms this stuff is literally glue i mean glue 10 it's in there it's like it is compacted in your gut it is it takes a while to get it out, but once you do, it's like, it's, I I can't explain how much lighter you feel. Not, I didn't lose any weight, but it's just like, I can literally feel food in my stomach. I can tell when I'm digesting as weird as that might sound. It's amazing. I don't have any inflammation. My, my joints don't hurt, you know, it's, Mm. it's weird. No. Yeah. I really do want to try it because even like for like a perfect example, if I eat spaghetti or whatever for dinner, the next morning when I'm getting ready for work, I can't put my wedding ring on my finger because I'm so puffed. Why like did you take it off? <laughs> you should leave it on always. <laughs> no, um, it is. It's such a weird thing, too, because I, I definitely agree that like the gluten will puff you up. I like to push myself sometimes and sometimes I'll just like find myself eating the most disgusting shit. Um, the other day I had two fast food meals in one day. Um, but yeah, yeah, I had Taco Bell and then Chipotle. It was a, it was a fun challenge. And then, you know, so that's the thing, you know, you just feel like shit though. Um, so yeah, there is something to it. There's something to the eating healthy. Clearly. I think that we can all agree on that. Um, but with the way that things are, um, my question is, do you want to live that long? Do you really want to live for a long time? I don't know. I'd rather enjoy myself. I still drink booze. Um, I'm not saying that people should try and like, you know, eat themselves to death. I don't know. I and mean, prove to me that we shouldn't just be eating junk food. You know what I mean? Well, the only thing I'll push back on that, I think you should enjoy your life, but like, you will feel better. You will have healthier poops. You will like, I was going to say feel that better. It's like, it's not that I just want to live till like I'm old as Methuselah or anything, but I don't want to have like a shitty quality of life where I'm bloated, like a blowfish all the time. And like, I get in a bad mood 
after I eat fast food. Like I'll be like, mm, I really want like a cheesy gordita crunch. And then I go get it. And then I feel like dog shit after I eat it. Wait, didn't we start the whole thing off? You said you were crying over an Arby's sandwich. I was crying over an RV sandwich, but because I'm at three <laughs> months without being able to taste anything, okay. I drank Ensure okay. shakes. I literally drank Ensure and I like <laughs> cleansed out all that shit. And then like after I started like eating again, I was like, okay, I'm going to start eating healthier since all I've been drinking is Ensure shakes and that shit don't even taste right anymore. I'm just going to try to start like eating cleaner. Yeah, yeah no, obviously I'm kidding. But yeah, no, I definitely see no downside in eating cleaner. But sorry, go ahead. Nathan. I was going to say the reason we went gluten free, though, is because my son has celiacs. I have it a little bit. He has it like full blown. And uh, he was having terrible mood swings, headaches like crazy. I mean, he was like, just he wasn't himself. And it's weird because it just kind of like came out of nowhere when he was like, three turning four. And I mean, like just bad, like he couldn't control his, like, um, like everything was just off. And, you know, they say like, trust your gut, your gut is your like second brain. And after about four months of doing the gluten-free, it, he's like, finally, he was finally like back to normal headaches were like non-existent anymore. And it's just to see the change in like a little person to see how much it actually did impact him. Like he's not going to die if he eats a piece of bread but it will screw up his gut and he will be in a bad mood. He will get a headache. So it's just interesting. He'll rage a little bit. Yeah. yeah man, I think that with detoxing like drugs, I, I think it's 28 days or, you know, four weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. um, that that's gotta just be the chemicals that are leaving your body. But then there's also gotta be like the actual like material shit that's left behind. And that's, probably what you're talking about when you're talking about like multiple months because that stuff's going to get caked up in your unless you're doing colonics and stuff which are interesting um first time i ever got a colonic i almost hit the lady in the face because i didn't know when she was going to stop shoving that thing in my ass that goes deep and and uh yeah man it's a it's just a scary thing dude i i literally did i fucking clinched my fist and she saw like just out of instinct you know what i mean like and i kind of went like that and she kind of like laughed and, you know, it's just a weird thing. She's really, Dude, cool you lady. got a podcast live from just sitting there. Yeah, dude, I'm actually, I might do that on Instagram. Do one live. of your, do one of your uh, daily dumps while getting well, I'm used chronic. to it. Well, th those are too long. I'm used to it. Now I ask her if she has a wider gauge to put in me, <laughs> but at, like right now, like the first time, dude, I was, it was too scary, man. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and um she didn't tell me she's like hey this is gonna go in you three inches um oh. so yeah it, it was just a weird oh, weird situation man. yeah yeah trust me it's a it's a weird experience but can um, you, those you things... imagine how many little kids like at school and their their teachers like tell their mom like i don't know they're just like they're not a great student they always have a bad attitude they have like you know whatever and it's just because they're eating too many like rolls I mean, or the cafeteria lunches too. You know what I mean? Those things are, it's garbage food that they feed these kids. Mm -hmm. I loved my school lunches, Salisbury steak and whatnot, but you know. My school lunches were like 
they weren't good, but I'll just say the other day I was talking to somebody and I was like, you know how much water I drink in a day? I was like, it's ridiculous. And I went all day at school when I was little. And then you get to lunch and they're like, you can have milk or milk or milk or be mm. thirsty, bitch. And it's like, well, the milk makes me thirsty anyways. Like, why don't y'all give me a bottle of water? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting now, mm. ever since 2020 and, and, and they started the lockdowns, schools now give all their food for free they have free breakfast free lunch whereas in the past we had to pay for lunch and all of a sudden during this now all of a sudden it's all free better believe there's some fucking chemicals in those fucking things dude oh i look at my son's menu because they send you the month menu in advance and it's like (laughs) you sit there with him and it's like dude how many days are you actually going to eat this and he's like he might eat two days a month at the school. The rest of it, it's like we got to pack a lunch for him because he's not eating that shit. What is it? Oh, it's. I mean, they they, they do pizza, but it, he's like, it's not even really pizza, Dad. He goes, it's gross. Like even the he likes the burgers. That's the only day he really likes. Uh, they have a gross mac and cheese. They do like tacos. <laughs> Turkey cubes and gravy. Yeah, (laughs) spaghetti. It's like that'd be funny if that's what the menu said. It's like a gross spaghetti, a gross (laughs) pizza, a gross taco, (laughs) and it's just like all just nasty shit. No, that sounds like the same kind of lunches that I mean. I was a '90s kid, so we had like chocolate milk. It was like got milk everywhere. Like in our cafeteria, it was like got milk. And it would be like Britney Spears with a little milk mustache. And you're like, oh Britney Spears drinks milk. But like she turned out great. Yeah. That she turned out great. Yeah. Yeah. But no, all of our lunches were super hideous. And my mom would be like, do you want a lunchable? But now looking back on it like lunchables are just as bad. Like there's nothing good for you in a lunchable. Yeah, they'd give the the best ones were the damn pizza lunchables, and it was just like a bunch of cold shit that you threw together, yeah, yeah, shoved in your gullet. It was so gross. Yeah. Did you use like the sauce packet to like smear your sauce around on your little like disc? No, I used the pepperoni. I was a I was a civilized individual. Oh no, I had a damn mess on my plate. I'd have my freaking cracker, and then I'd like squeeze the sauce and like use the bottom of the packet to like smear the sauce around. And just throw the fucking packet. Yeah, so, no, it's so. It, what's it, the conspiracy it, with the got milk? Because it, that's such a weird ad campaign. When you really, it wasn't like a certain milk brand is of milk. Of like hormones that give oh, like yeah. nine year old girls like double D titties. Yeah, they made it's it. Just, they they legalized like a certain amount of pus to be allowed to be in, in oh, milk. Yeah, and blow. So, yeah, it's just it's all it, it's it's like Julia was saying though. It's all like. Why has there been such a push for all these soy-based products? You know, all these oil-based products. They're all... I don't know, but like, just as a poll, what age do you think the average little girl starts her period? 12. 12, 13. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm a 90s kid. I'm a got milk kid. I started my period nine years old. Interesting. Shit. I That's started mine at I eight. Say. That's why <laughs> I say there's something in there's something in the milk and like all that crap. 
because like I remember being like at school in elementary school and I'm just learning how to freaking take care of myself like feed myself put my clothes on get myself on the bus or whatever little kid shit that you learn and then all of a sudden it's like oh I have boobs now oh I have my period now in elementary school like my mom said she didn't start her period till she was like 18 years old or like 17 years old and she was like I don't know it's just younger and younger every generation see the psyop started with our parents with the milk and cookies bullshit and then it went full-fledged with got milk hey i i'll get down on some milk and cookies though i'm with you you, dude don't don't throw a good chocolate chip cookie in front of me i will not say no (laughs) well and you know it is interesting because there was a lot of other got blanks you know got blank campaigns after got milk i mean there was tons um yeah, I wonder what the undertone. Nika, did you have some sort of idea on like a direction you're going with the gold got milk conspiracy? Because I never really thought about it like that. No, it's just it's interesting because it wasn't like a certain brand of milk. It wasn't like you know they were. It was just milk. Like just drink milk, and it's you know what I mean. Yeah, Usually well, I think Shamrock like- started it, but they didn't say got Shamrock. It was just got milk, right? They were kind of right. identified as the milk people, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just always yeah because it was the USDA me. campaign. The U.S. United States Dairy Association campaign of the Got Milk. So okay. it was well, just... yeah, and it's full of sugar. Oh yeah, yeah like... that that was one of the first things they told me to to cut back on was dairy uh, and specifically milk when uh, I was diagnosed with arthritis because they're like that's heavily inflammatory. I fucking love <laughs> cheese though. Oh, dude, yeah, don't fuck off. If you tell me that I'll uh, add 10 years to my life, if I remove cheese, I'll say, uh, take away 20 and give me extra (laughs) cheese. Yeah, dude, no, you know, there's something really interesting about old generations that, because my grandmother, um, she did pass away. She's, you know, one of my grandmothers uh, is still around. Very, very ahead of the curve when it comes to like organic food. And um, she's the one that I can barely understand when she speaks. She's very Mexican. It's hard to understand her. But she's been very very on top of you know food health consciousness shit my other grandma would literally when my dad would come home from school would serve him up fried cheese uh just put some cheese from the farm in a fucking pan and give him some bread and he would dip the bread in the fried cheese and eat that as an after school snack and then their dinners would usually consist of like some protein and potatoes and shit like that, usually steak or, you know, some ground beef or whatever. And um, yeah, dude, it, there's something about that, like old school American diet where you're getting cheese, which is filled with pus. It's filled with, like, you know, mucus. Um, and that was one thing I learned getting the colonics is like y- you store up a lot of mucus in your intestines and it's, it's like a weird green color. It's disgusting. And um this is a fun conversation. You know what I mean? It's just a nasty shit. Well, I mean, everything tastes better with cheese. Like, I don't care what you say. If you have a random meal, I'm just like, this would be so much better with some cheese on it, which is my problem. Cause like, I, like I said, in the nineties, I drank milk every day at school, fucking chocolate milk or strawberry milk or regular milk. That was your options. And so I drank milk every day. I ate cheese every day. Or like some bready thing. Can you imagine sitting down to eat and you have a shitty dollar store pizza, okay? A thing of chocolate milk in like a roll. And they're like, 
oh, it's very balanced because the pizza has tomato sauce on it. Well, that goes to the whole food pyramid too. How that's been yeah. proven wrong. But yep. have, have any of you guys tried like uh, raw milk or anything? Because you can't buy raw milk in New York. I haven't been able to find it. I found goat milk, which is decent, but it's like $8 a gallon. So I don't know. Uh, My family in Cleveland lives right next to like an Amish community. And they have a lot of their little stores. And they have like noodles and pies. And like all these little fresh made things that you can buy from the Amish. And I asked her while I was up there. I was like, I really want to try like raw cow milk. And she was like, oh, they're not allowed to sell it. And I was like, so, but they're allowed to sell the fucking cheese and butter that they use the milk in, but they can't sell the milk by itself. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sketched out by the Amish. Very, very shady people, I think. (laughs) And I'm not even kidding. I think that they're very, very fucking weird. There's something up with that. It's all about witchcraft with them. It's it's interesting. Really? Oh my yeah, God, I, do. I don't know about this. Well, I know that there's a bunch of fucking pedophiles in the community in the Amish, and then they also do a lot of inbreeding. So mm-hmm. it's just a weird, like, there's got to be some weird sexual. Uh... I mean, have you guys watched that Breaking Amish show? <laughs> no. They all look fucked the fuck up. Like, they came from West Virginia, from like Hills Have Eyes or some shit. Like, they all have their grill mm. is just busted. They all have like a weird. If I saw them at Walmart, I'd be like, oh, they're so pitiful. <laughs> like, that's really? the vibe I get from them. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure that there's very stand-up people in the community, in the Amish community. But, dude, like, as a whole, they, they, I, I've always gotten a weird feeling from them. And maybe yeah, I think they uh, have the idea right, Ryan. You know, the, the, the fact that they're self-sufficient, that they live off the land. You know, now they go to extremes with, you know, not using electricity and things like that. But... But Matt, no. if they're if they're having children with their first cousin, that will not be. I mean, the outcome is what I see at Walmart on a random Tuesday. I'm sure of it. Or you well, see in any royal family in the world. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's just on two ends of the spectrum. You're talking Walmart or a castle, and it. But it's the same shit. It's all about keeping it in the family, and yeah, okay, that doesn't but their end faces well. Look distorted as fuck. I mean, they're not attractive. Well, I, I mean, that's fine, you know, if they're ugly. But I, my thing is, is you know, how are they allowed to, to exist with their old beliefs? But so many other cultures aren't, you know what I mean? There was a lot of other cultures here in the United States, supposedly, whether you're following mainstream history or whether you're following alternative history. There was a lot of other groups that just like got fucking exterminated. But these Amish... You know what I mean? Like they're probably part of the boon. Like if we're making like a uh, Nazi reference, like there are these people that were like on the side of the Nazis, but well, they weren't really enacting these these policies. You know, it's just a weird dynamic. Well, How are they allowed to be around? Or you can look at it the other way. They were one of the few who held on to their belief systems and refused to bow. You know, no matter what they were put through, they were like, you think nope, they just like nope. kind of flew under the radar? No, no they would have been wiped out. They isolated for the most part. Yeah. Are they know, citizens? They, are they considered like a sovereign nation or anything like that? Or is it just they're allowed to live this way? I don't know, but there are signs like when you get to their area in town and it'll say like Amish country and then it, it'll have like yield signs with like a horse and buggy mm-hmm. and like they can take their horse and buggy to the dollar store. They can take their horse and buggy like wherever and 
once you get out there, you'll notice because like if you drive through like the part of the city where my cousin lives, everybody's got street lights on and like their house lights on. And then it'll be like Amish country and it's just blackness. Like nobody's got a light on. There's no street lights. There's nothing. And you got to be careful that you don't hit somebody on like a horse and buggy out there. Yeah, because they will ride at night on those things. Even yeah, they do. Not supposed to. But yeah, because my grandparents, uh, Nico, they, they were upstate uh, up in near like Canton st lawrence okay. area and there's heavy amish population up there and and like you were saying julia they they would they would drive their horse and buggy into town they would park mm-hmm. it at walmart walk in and get what they needed to get and leave yeah which in my strange. mind is totally cheating because they're not supposed to have electricity except for the shops that they own where people come and buy their stuff has electricity and they go to Walmart yeah. and they have electricity, but whatever. I don't know much about yeah, the Walmart, it's but. it's very similar in like the Hasidic communities and stuff too. And I'm not gonna get too much into that because then we'll probably get canceled. But you know, it have a lot of similar things that we're talking about with the Amish too. It's very interesting. It just makes you wonder like how how do these like groups of people just av- avoid, you know. The, the bullshit we have to deal with you know what i mean yeah the, like, the i don't know but they also mm-hmm. like i've heard that they get a bath full of water and like the husband takes his bath first and then the wife will get in his water and take her bath and then like the kids get in after the dad and like take their bath or the mom and take their bath or whatever and i was thinking like the way my husband smells when he comes from home from work you'd have to <laughs> shoot me in the head before i get in his freaking bath water like that's so gross well, that's where that phrase, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater comes from. I'm throwing everybody out with the <laughs> bathwater. That shit stinks. That is gross. Yeah, hygiene was not optimal in the uh, 19th century, to say the least. It makes me feel bad for women, though, because, like, women have, like, all of our little special, like, soaps and stuff to keep ourselves, like, all pristine and feminine and then you're like getting this bath water after your husband just walks his nasty balls well that's also too why i think you know like the the taking like throwing roses in the bath and throwing different things in the bath became a thing too because think about that i mean like you said after if you're the third person in the bath do you want to be in that water anymore no thank you i'm out no but like the egyptians and like the grecian people were so um particular about their hygiene like they had those big bath like houses where you would like go and soak yourself with like frankincense and myrrh and like all these like special things to smell good and feel good and then we get to like today's society and we have like suave and dove and like we don't even take care of ourselves like that anymore Yeah, they use frankincense. We use Franken beans. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, even funny. even like you know, you think about your deodorants and stuff. All all the aluminums in the deodorants mm-hmm. and everything. They you know, and it's funny because they they took I forgot what it was out of uh it was is it the red dye that they took out of a lot of cosmetics, but they still keep it in the food and drinks and everything like that, and it's known to cause cancer um so it's it's in everything and that's what you know it gets back to what you said before julia what are you going to be a hermit because if you really want to try to avoid everything yeah you're going to drive yourself 
absolutely insane trying to do that. Do you guys listen it's to rough. David Icke at all? No. Yeah. Well, I have heard him say like, it's your perception. And like, if you think something is good for you, it will be good for you. But if you think something's bad for you, it, then all of a sudden it might not even be bad for you, but you have a perception that if I take this thing, it's bad for me. So I know I will feel X way. Well, that's the placebo it, but... effect, right? I right. mean, yeah. you, you've seen that a lot with doctors who, you know, they'll, they'll tell a, a patient, you know, you have three months to live, but if you take this, you'll have longer. And, and then they take this salt pill or whatever they're giving them and they live years, but it's. Yeah. I mean, my grandma is a chain smoker. This woman like lights her cigarette off of her last cigarette. And I'm pretty sure she eats like junk food and like ho-hos and Twinkies and whatever. I don't even think if you showed her a banana, she'd be like, what's that? Like she, (laughs) and she will outlive us all. Like she's got such a young spirit about her. And like, I literally called her the other day and I was just like, damn, like, I feel like I'm older than you because she'll go out and stay out all night and go to the, like go gambling and go to the casino. And she's just this fried chicken. And I'm like, I have to be in bed by like 10 o'clock or I'll have a headache the next day. And you're a chain smoker. You're so unhealthy. But like, I really do feel like perception is like a huge part of like everyday life. Does she pay attention to politics at all? Uh, She's a big Republican, but okay, I, I, I don't know say. if. Cause I was going to say, I think that that, that there's something to that idea of like, if you're, if you're always pissed off about politics like I am, I think that you're going to live a lot less. And I've always pictured myself not living for a long, long time. Um, not that I don't want to, but um, yeah, dude, there, there's, there's a constant, you know, reason to be pissed off about anything when you're looking into politics. So, you know, I think that that's obviously a contrived culture, but I fight, I fall victim to it for sure. It's interesting you say that, Ryan, because we're pretty, I mean, we're basically the same age. And I don't know how old you are, Julia. I'm not asking. And Matt's a little older, but um, I've had the same mentality. Like I, growing up, I never saw my pet self living past 30. You know what I mean? I could never mm-hmm. like imagine that. And that all changed when my son was born. But it's just, is that is that another like psyop that they're just kind of pushing on? I don't know. Like I our generation. Like- I felt like I was 18, like yesterday. I really do feel like I blinked and I was like, oh, I'm fucking 30 years old. But I never, I never perceived myself as an adult. And sometimes like even at the airport the other day, he, they thought my sister was my mom. And I was like, no, like, here's my ID. Like I'm 30 years old, but I feel like I literally, nothing has changed since <laughs> I was 18. The, do you say it was your uh your husband's family? No. Oh. Or wait, what? I thought you were saying like your husband's family was questioning your age. Oh no, I the guy at the airport when I had like my mask on, of course, and like I my I was with my older sister and they were like, Is your daughter over 18? And I was like, I'm fucking 30. Like I held up my ID and I, I was wonder like, if Disney has something to do with that. You know what I mean? All the Disney movies and shit, because I think that we are the first generation as far as like, you know, the 90s kids, you know, 90, 91, even 89, 88. Um, you know, we're watching Bambi. We're watching all these weird movies that have this weird like undertones of trauma. And uh, I wonder if those kind of prevented us from feeling like we grew up all the way. There's obviously there's plenty of people our age 
um, that are successful, very successful, very adult feeling and whatnot. And I'm not saying that you guys aren't, but you know, there's just something about the the idea of just like everyone feeling like, and, but you know, what is interesting is that I think that the people that don't think about themselves as um, you know, childish or whatever, they view the government as their daddy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, I, well, it's, it's, it's a weird situation. It's so well, funny it's, you say that because one of the things and, and one of the quotes that will always stick with me from my grandfather was, he goes, you have to grow old, but you never have to grow up. And I was like, man, I'm like, I love that because, yeah, I got to get old, but that doesn't mean I have to act old. You know, it doesn't mean I have yeah. to feel old. I can still, you know, feel like a kid or, or you know, have keep that childlike mentality in a sense that you're not, you know, I'm not you don't have to become that, uh, you know, quote unquote adult that, that yeah, keep that inner dinosaur to quote an old yeah. episode. Right? Yeah, there yeah. you go. But, but that's, that's the thing. And it's like, I, that always stuck with me. Cause I'm like there, it, it, once you start having kids and you start having to interact with some of these other parents, you realize real quick who the people are that have gone that professional route, you know, that I'm, I'm a serious dad route and my, you know, that, and then there's the people who are like us who, you know, are the same people, but I have a kid now, you know, that, that yeah. I, just, I was going to say something about that too, because like what Brian said, and I'm going to use his word is fascinating because <laughs> <clears throat> like with the <laughs> Disney stuff, I really feel like he has a good point there, but also the other day I was talking to my cousins and I was like, I feel like maybe I've been Disney brainwashed because I hear a lot about women my age not wanting to have kids. And I don't know where it comes from inside me because when I was little, I was like, I'm going to be a mom. And like, I have all these names picked out. Like I'm going to name my daughter this, my son this, and I'm going to be. And the older I got, the more I was like, the last thing I could possibly think of that I would want less is to have children. And I don't know where that comes from, but like, a lot of the girls my age are saying that like I don't want to have kids I don't want to have kids and I'm like are we all brainwashed like we don't know it like so you I don't, don't want to have kids from. you don't want to have um, kids you're saying you're saying that you do not want to have kids no it may it terrifies me it makes me sick to my stomach yeah well, that's the programming yeah I was, I was gonna the same ask, way I was gonna ask kind of a personal thing about like the the from the woman perspective um I think for for at least for men i think that it comes uh from having like a really close family relationship um do you have like a close relationship with your mother and father if you don't mind me asking um my dad my dad no i mean my dad was in my whole life my whole life but he was like a crackhead and me okay. and my mom were like the best of friends. Like she died of breast cancer um, four years ago. And I thought I was going to die. Like we were that close. Like Sorry, we had know. the best relationship. She was the ultimate mom. She was like a mom to my friends that would like come home from school with me. And they'd be like, I wish your mom was my mom. And I was like, no, my mom is my mom. Like I got like all protective over her, but I always saw myself being like, oh, I'm going to be a mom just like my mom was. And then the older I got, I think I was like 21. And I was just like, I never want to have like this weird thing took over me where I was like, I'd rather take a hammer and smash every one of my fucking fingers before I would have a Jeez. child. 
Oh, well, I don't know if I'd go that far. I, I, to be honest, uh, it's bad. No, it's really bad. Like I get in fights with, like with my older, like the older women in my family. Cause they're just like, Julia, like, what is wrong with you? Like you used to love kids. And like, I was like, I don't, I, I could literally care less. I wonder what that is. I wonder, cause uh, Nico, did you have a kid kind of on accident? Not on accident. No, he was planned, but we were just like, let's just have a kid my wife is older than me and okay. uh yeah we were just we wanted to i never wanted kids until i met her though it's it's the weirdest thing because i was a teacher and i was like fuck this <laughs> you know what i mean i see what like these yeah. kids look like and yeah i met her and it was just like let's have a baby and we had a baby and my life changed and but i will say and i've talked i talked with you about this ryan if I met her today. I don't know if we would have a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because of the climate, the political shit. Right. Because of what's going on in the world. And I mean, I'm not saying I would change anything. I mean, I love my son to death. He's he's everything to me. But if I had met my wife like yesterday, I I probably would not want to have a child right now. Yeah. And I don't think anyone would blame you. Mm -hmm. Um, And Matt, I, I haven't heard much about yours, dude, but it's just like, it's just such a weird concept for me. And I think for a lot of people in my age bracket, like we're talking like maybe 25 to 35. Um, dude, it's a weird, it's a scary thing. It's a scary, scary thing. And I don't know, you know, I don't know if it was an accident for you, Matt, but it's just like, it's, it's just one of these weird concepts. I don't know if anyone ever really feels like they're ready for that ship. Do you want to have kids? Fuck no. Okay, so like, do you think that we have some underlining like, like a trigger goes off when somebody starts talking about kids, and you're just like, nope, 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 because that's what happens to me. I think we're uh, uh, raised to be selfish brats, honestly. <laughs> uh, no, and yeah. I'm being all in all seriousness here. Yeah. I think we were raised to be very uh, dependent on a lot of different. I'm not saying we are, and all of us are, but our I generation. Am. Yeah, like yeah. we're raised to have that daddy government. We're raised to trust your teachers. Everything's going to be done for you. No, like no millennials really want to work. Yeah, just unquote. show up. All you have to do yeah. is show up. And I think that has part of it where it's like, oh, I have to take care of something. No, I, no, I don't want to do it. And it, it goes deep. This is like psychological trauma, I think, because I do believe it is human nature to want to have a child. You know what I mean? I think it is our animal dna if, if you believe that like it's our primal instinct to want to reproduce and create a legacy maybe it's like something that's been like such a gradual process that people haven't really realized it because when people ask me like what are the top five reasons that you don't want to have a child i don't want to do after school programs fuck all that shit like i just want to come home and watch my shows I don't want to have to like listen to them talk all the time or teach them how to walk, teach them how to read, teach them how to wipe their own ass. Like I'm not doing it. Like that just sounds like a terrible time. I don't want to like, oh, you need to watch all these movies that I used to watch when I was little because now I'm scared that they've got like some weird shit in them that's going to like fuck my kid up. You're going to grow up and be a pedophile. Like, like what am I supposed to do? I, you can't feed them certain stuff. You can't watch certain stuff. You don't want to take them to after school programs. You don't want to do this, that, and this because everything in the world will just fuck your kid up and you're you're the one responsible for them. 
Yeah, my thing is that I'm, I'm actually just afraid of the future of the world as a whole. But I think that what you're saying kind of does tie into that because you have teachers that are trying to do some weird shit um, with these kids. Um, you know, it's so weird when I was a kid and when you guys were all kids, you know, Matt, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, you and you're not much older than us. We're acting like Matt's fucking 80 years yeah. old. Here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, Matt, it's a- Matt's Gen X. And I've noticed that they just have the the best attitude on life and we're gen we're gen y right gen y gen y millennials and gen x is just like such a interesting generation because it's such a short generation too and i don't know how to explain it i mean not everyone obviously in gen x is this way but you guys just have like the most easygoing attitude where you are you're like adult kids and and that's not an insult in any way shape or form like I can talk to you about literally anything, Matt. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's, it's cool. My wife's the same way. And I don't know, all my friends have always been older. I've never connected with anyone my age growing up. Well, thanks. Thanks, buddy. You know, well, you're, I, I, that's why no, I said, not you guys, but like, you're <laughs> no, honestly one of the first though, Ryan. Is, like, no, I'm I totally joking, Nico. No, no you know, I, I, I think that it is, it, it's something mm-hmm. there, there is a lack of personality in, in Gen Y for sure. Um, people, but we were raised by the boomers. We we're raised by the boomers and the boomers are a very interesting animal, very interesting animal are the boomers because you have this very deeply selfish group. And I, I heard this thing that was really interesting where the boomer generation as a whole, and obviously it was just a group of people, but the boomers supported this majorly um the personal computer was created by the boomer generation right now personal meaning like this is my computer this is my shit and then the millennial generation or the gen y or gen x whatever created the social networking and the like all my personal shit is now out there for everyone to see and let's all share ideas and let's all share shit Yes, let's all co-mingle. Let's all fucking, you know, dip our wicks and all the in the company ink and all this shit. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, there's something to be said for sure about like the the group think of these of these, you know, generations. Um, but yeah, dude, Nico, I do agree, man. There's something about this middle generation in between the boomer and the you know, why millennials, and then the zoomers are very interesting too. They're really, really weird. Um, in the sense where they almost have too much personality, but at the same time, it's muted. You know what I mean? They have, they're kind of told how to act off of TikTok and off of Instagram. So I was just going to say, they all want to be influencers. They yeah, don't want to actually. It's flamboyant, it's weird. right? They're over the yeah. top. Exactly. Right. And, and I have a sister that's in that group and she's more mature than I am by far and you know she's a she's a very very interesting kid um i think she's gonna go on and do some great things honestly but she wants to be a fucking teacher i'm gonna try and change her mind to that um, <laughs> no offense her. i'll talk to her about that. <laughs> okay good well yeah maybe we'll get because dude i i you know she, i think she's so brilliant she's so smart and um you know i teaching is a great thing but i my thing is like teaching is going to be gone in the near future I think that that it's going to be like uh, one person is going to control the education of an entire state if we still have 50 states. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that kids are going to be going to class to class to class. No. 
And that's the thing. Everyone goes into teaching with that mentality that they want to change the world. Exactly. You're going to help kids and uh, the system is going to beat you down. Right. It's the same thing. The system beats you you down. Yeah. They get these people in there. I'm going to make a difference. And then once you get into the machine, you just get chewed up and, and either you're a part of it or you get spit out. Yeah, they don't want any unique ideas. It's Do you a think like, machine. like people our age have changed a lot of what they grew up with, like what their parents told them, because information is so much more accessible to us now. 100%. Like, I don't know about you yeah. guys, but like my mom told me like I'd be a good mom, but she didn't tell me what it was like to have a baby or like postpartum depression. And like you want you get all suicidal and stuff and like you like she told me when she had my sister like years later she was like I feel like it stole my life away from me and I got all depressed and like all this and like it was something that's like hush hush like you just grow up you get married you have a baby and then you figure it out as you go along but now everybody's on Facebook and it's all like pictures of like mothers with like hanging stomachs and like stretch marks and like it's just always in your face like it's traumatizing to look at almost and you're like do i really want that like yeah i think it's better to just bury it down and get over it to be honest i i don't like the whole like i'm proud to be postpartum depression or i'm proud to be this fucking you know name fill in the blank of your mental disorder i think that it's a it's a sickness dude that people are so proud of this shit that that should be looked down upon because i think if it is looked down upon people don't want to uh think about it and they're like no fuck that i'm not i'm not depressed i'm not this i'm not that you got simone biles fucking starting a company where she they're doing uh psychology meetings over the phone you know what i mean you got to pay still it's not free she cares about your feelings but you gotta pay and and and, and what are her qualifications again you know like i mean she's been through it granted but uh, again they're using her they used that whole platform of the olympics for this purpose right she started the company you know i don't think that she's been through it i think that you and i have had harder lives than she has matt and you know i don't know a ton about your personal life dude but i mean we don't have as much money as she does you know what i mean that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying she they used her whoever her investors are through the Olympics, through that whole game she played of, yeah, yeah. of mental illness and for a payday down the road. And, th- and this is it. This is creating one of those companies that, you know, what does she know about fixing people? She doesn't know shit. We, we could, like you said, we could do more to help other people than she ever could. Yeah, her her qualification is that she didn't want to participate in an event. That was her thing. In a and sporting she event. Yeah, yeah, but it's super, super normalized. It's super, super normalized among women right now. Like if you tell somebody I'm a woman in my 30s and I'm depressed, you get like a round of applause. It's like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry, but you're so strong. You're so courageous. You have depression. And it's like, it's not an award. And it's and it's like you might not really be depressed, but you all you see on Facebook is like people getting patted on the back. For having mental illness and it's like well maybe i have mental it's a virtue because i want to be yep. part of the club yeah it's it's the whole ukraine idea all over again be part of a team be part of a group goes back to the whole blm of 2020 um you know the whole trust science group it's it's all part they're all psyops 
Yeah. You know, and they're all meant to not benefit us in any means whatsoever. It's the same thing with that fat movement. Oh, that's the biggest fuck of shit ever, Ryan. It's healthy to be fat. It's healthy to be all this. It's healthy to be mentally fucking deficient. Well, you know what we've gotten to, Ryan, now? We've gotten to a point of almost health shaming. Right. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you don't, if you don't yeah. have a disability, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. I mean? If you, if you look out for your health and you're a healthy person, you are a piece of shit. And it's a right wing conspiracy. They actually say that it's working privileged. out is a right wing idea. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You're privileged if you can go to the gym and you can do the bench press or you can <laughs> fucking curl or whatever. Dude, it's wild, man. And and anything that's trying to be uh, pushed on us is going to be you know portrayed as a right wing conspiracy and it's just it's weird man like i want to lose some weight um i'm not obese by any means i could definitely afford to lose some weight though probably 20 30 pounds um to get like in actual like real fit shape but dude you know these people like lizzo has this fucking show where she's trying to draft obese women to be her backup dancers dude and i'm waiting i'm i actually want to watch it because i want to see one of these fat bitches have a heart attack on fucking set (laughs) You it's know just, what I mean? It's because a then, time bomb. Yeah, because then it's like, dude, maybe, maybe that would. But then you know what? If someone did have a heart attack, they'd be like, "Oh, she went out." Like that would be like <laughs> some war hero dying. You know what I mean for these people? So it's just, I don't know, man. It's it's just sad, dude. the The kids are going to be lost if they can't think for themselves. A self thinking thirteen year old is fucked in this society right now. Yeah, and they don't encourage it at all. I was going to ask, though, with the um, when we were talking about like our generation and how every generation kind of rebels against their parents. And I was going to say, is this like. Is I feel like it's a lot different for millennials because they were raised by the boomers, and I, I don't think anything from the boomers is really that great other than maybe like good work ethic and things. But no, dude, they had such a bad work. Yeah, ethic. Well, that's what work. I'm saying. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you're right. It's like. I don't know. Is it a bad thing that some of these things are like forcing us to change? Is it a, I'm going to try to play devil's advocate because like, it's that. I think, it's yeah, too late, no, I think you have a point. I really do think you have a point because some of this stuff that like my mom used to say when I was little, the older I get, I'm like, fuck that. Like, you know, it's just totally different because I can just Google it. If I have a question about something, I will just Google it. Like, some of the things she used to tell me to do like oh if you do this you'll be healthy or women do this or women do that and like my mom stayed in a really unhealthy marriage for a long long time with my crackhead dad because like her mom told her like be a strong woman stay with your husband try to make it work fix it if you can and I'm not saying you should get divorced and that's just an easy out but like I feel like girls my age are like if this isn't working and you are now a crackhead, you are not the person I married and I will leave you and try to make a better life for myself. And a lot of us are more financially stable in order to do that, which my mom was not. And so well, that'll change. The financial stability will change very soon. Yeah. With the but rising like, prices of things. Right. But like Julie was saying, it's like when I quit being a teacher, I mean, I, you would have thought like I insulted my parents. So like, they were just so like disgusted with me that I wanted to like, you know, go out and work on my own. And it's, I mean, it was the best thing I could have ever done for myself. Cause you don't have that safety net Nico. Right. Right? Well, that's what it is. You don't, you're not going to have a retirement. It's like, well, 
you know, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Hungry, I've been Nico. working for 20 years and I'm not going to have a retirement either because the system is going to fucking milk it away by the time I'm able to retire, you know, which when mm-hmm. I started out was probably 60. Now, if you're lucky, it's 75. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you right now, dude, there's no such thing as a 401k. You know what I mean? There's no. not going to be that. Once the time you're going to refucking, re- dude, we are not going to have the same system. I'll be Social surprised. Security, have- Ryan. There's another one. Yeah, we're not going to mm-hmm. have this shit in 20 years. Uh, you know, I I actually think 10, but we're not going to have it in 20 years. That's I why, agree. like, anytime I have extra money, I'm buying silver. I'm buying food. I'm buying like you know storable food. That last 25 years, I'm trying to buy hard resources and um. Hemp seeds. ammunition for sure. I wasn't going to mention that, but yes, um, you know, things that that that'll last things that you can trade. I've heard some really interesting information about Mexico and how they're really pivoting the silver. And I think a lot of these like countries that we consider dog shit right now are going to be very, very on par with where we're at. We'll, of course, have our hyper elite. We'll still have all the richest people in the world here in the United States. But, um, you know, Mexico, we're going to be like Mexico. We're going to be like Venezuela. We're going to be like China. We're going to be like all these other countries. Yeah, they're dude. used to living in shitty conditions. We're too comfortable as Americans, you know, and, and I'm guilty of it. I'm not preaching saying like I'm better than any of that. I have uh, all the creature comforts of life too, but they're, that's regular life for a lot of people. And I don't think 90% of a middle-class America could deal with that. Dude, I heard on the East coast, um, from uh from a produce manager at a grocery store that i service um he was talking with one of his buddy produce managers on a east coast on uh in new jersey it actually was watermelons are 15 dollars in new jersey right now versus like five dollars is what they were like last month um now i don't know if this is just like a specific this was a kroger so it's a massive massive chain right um dude that's not sustainable you know what i mean the, the price food index is rising 12% a month on average. Dude, you can't fucking pay for that, man. I don't care if you're making $200,000 a year in, in Oklahoma or in Ohio or in like Kansas or any of these like, you know, middle of the country um, states. You know, obviously New York prices are more expensive and, and uh, you know, where you're at too, Matt, everything is more expensive on that East Coast, it seems. But, um, dude, like here in Arizona, shit's going to skyrocket in price. Oh, inflation's real, and we haven't even seen anything yet, for real. Dude, it's been a fucking, it's literally the tip of the iceberg right now. And it's, there's so many different factors to it that all the shit that our boomer parents were, and and to be clear, my parents are great, dude. Both my parents are hardworking motherfuckers. They both work very, very hard. And uh, my dad, he, he says it all the time, almost with pride, which I wish he would change that but he says with pride that he's going to be working the day that he dies you know what i mean he's not he's not ashamed of work and he works his ass off so does my mom but the the ideas that they that they tried to groom us for as far as like you know get a stable job work for a big company buy a house this buy that house go to college yeah you know yeah Yeah. all that shit's gonna fucking flop yep and speaking of buying houses, I mean, I know, Matt, you said you're kind of looking for houses and stuff, too. It's like you can't even make an offer unless you're going 30 grand over asking price right now in New York. It's it's absolutely insane. And then another interesting thing I told Matt about this. I was at Walmart the other day buying some stuff and uh, 
like I always calculate in my head what I think the price is going to be. And then I got to the register page for everything. And it was like $40 more than what I kind of anticipated. And a lot of items like weird shit, like storage containers and stuff were all like a dollar more than what the shelf had said. So it's like it got updated in the computer system, but the price didn't reflect that on the thing. You know what I'm saying? And oh, you can like, fight that though. <clears throat> That's literally illegal for them to do that. You know what I mean? It's right. It's weights and measurements. <clears throat> I know about that shit. Yeah, it was just interesting because like I'm wondering how many times now have I like overpaid for shit? You know? Yeah, it makes and, you think. Uh-huh. I listened to Ryan's um episode that he did about like you should grow your own garden or whatever. And so I was like, all right, I don't know how successful I'll be at this, but I'm going to give it a shot. And I went to Costco and they have these little raised garden things and you just set them up and you put your little seeds and stuff in them and you water it and you grow like your own tomatoes and all that. So I got it and I haven't set it up yet, but just the kit that I bought for like the raised garden was like $80. And then I was telling my friend that I got it and I was thinking, and she was like, oh, I'm not spending $80 on. And she was like, what if you don't even grow anything and you just spent $80? And I was like, so I feel like if I am successful though, your ass is going to come to my house and get my fucking potatoes when you don't have nothing to eat. Right. Yeah. Like I say, recycle, you know, just take a bucket, take a milk carton, put some dirt in it and put some seeds. Like there's, that's real recycling when you like use stuff, not the shit you put in the curb because yeah, that all goes to the same place. Yeah. But yeah, it's, and it's just really interesting. Like, I, I don't know. It's very easy to grow food, but it's also the hardest thing in the world to do. And I, I really think it's all about like the intention you put into it, you know, the love and intention. Yeah. But now I'm nervous though, because whatever is eating my dogs up, my food's going to grow in. <laughs> So like if our soil well, is poison, it I'm is, just but it's like, like poisoned a, radishes and stuff. Yeah, and you're gonna spray it with the hose, which God knows what's in the water in the hose. God knows what's right? in the and, water. And it, but it goes back to what we talked about before. How crazy are you gonna drive yourself? Right? right. I mean, the fact that you're growing your own food in your own yard, yes, it may have traces of certain things, but compare that to what you're gonna get from a grocery store, which is you know, basically magically grown using all sorts of super chemicals. Um, you know, I think you're, you're lessening your impact. Right. And I think that's where we have to be nowadays. You cannot avoid it totally and still live a sane life. So you just have to, to pick your battles. I would look at the food growing as a side job, like, right. Like the way that I say it in that episode, um, you know, the government tells you if you go to if you go to college and you pay, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars and you, you accumulate that in student loan debt, that's that's your tuition, right? You're paying for that. You're going to benefit from that debt in the future. Look at your food growing and the mistakes that you make as tuition. Look at it as like a, an investment in your future. And uh, I've learned a lot, you know, growing food. I still make mistakes all the time. Um, I live in a very hot climate. I know what I can grow year round and the things that I can grow in the winter. We can grow great kale out here in the winter and like great greens. You know, um, Jason was was saying that, you know, we can grow greens out here year round. 
I haven't been able to figure out how to do that, but I can grow okra all the fucking time. And a lot of people don't like okra. I and that's don't like that okra. That's really some shit that's got to change. That's some shit that's got to change. If the ve- if the vegetables available and you can get the nutrients that you need, you know, a lot of people in other countries don't have that luxury of saying like, I don't like okra. They're saying, oh shit, okra's on the plate. I need food. I'm going to eat that shit. You know what I mean? It's just whatever grows. And, you know, jalapenos will grow well out here. Serrano peppers. Um, you live in a pretty hot area. Um, you know, figure out what grows in your in your region. You know, it's probably a little more humid where you're at. You know, figure out what grows and just fuck around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and just stick with it. You know what I mean? Try and do the best that you can to water at the same time every day. Um, you know, wake up a little earlier if you have to. Stay up a little later if you have to. Don't water at night. But, you know, it's just a learning process, man. Everything is. And uh, I think that it is something... Having seeds, having storable food, having water filters is going to be huge. Um, having bullets, having a gun and knowing how to use it, having fire starting shit, having, I mean, I've got canned food, I've got fresh shit, I've got frozen food, tons of frozen meat. Yeah, preparing used to be a kooky idea. That shit is very, very realistic now. And and I actually stand behind it. Anyone that wants to like go and, and debate me about like, preparing massive amounts of food and resources i can shut that shit down because i've i've seen like in fucking in in england right now in the in europe they're saying that uh they're using the pcr test to uh artificially condemn chickens with the bird flu and and they're just killing chickens that private farmers have in their own backyards and that's the real problem is that you know with this pcr test revolution there's a reason that this dude won the Nobel Peace Prize for creating that test. You can find any virus, any disease in anything, you know, and, and it's going to be a problem in the future. So, yeah, it's going to be hard to come across protein. It's going to be hard to come across like healthy food for sure. Yeah. So if you can and, figure out how to grow that, you'll be good. And I agree with you, Ryan. I think you should have that preparedness. But I, the only thing I would argue is that you should not have that fear that that fear mindset that you're gathering like have a more and i know a lot of people hate this phrase but a more abundance mindset like i'm doing this not out of fear but so that i have things in the future you know what i mean there there's a definite different mentality that a lot of preppers get that that does come from fear and i think uh like you shouldn't do it like in a scary way but like the same reason that i have like an emergency fund in my bank account exactly my car like i don't save money because i'm scared i just save it because i'm like i don't know like if if i'll need it at least i have it yep well yeah do you do you lock your doors at night nico yeah i do the same same reasoning you know exactly our world is changing Mm -hmm. very very quickly like i mean i don't I really don't think that this is like anything that we can compare historically, at least in the United States, the way that things are changing. So, you know, the same way that you lock your door, just because you're not afraid that someone's going to break into your house, but you know, why give them the option? Exactly. So uh, it's the same reason why I buy extra food at the grocery store when I can, it's not like out of fear. It's just one day, you know, I want to have extra because I have a family. Like, that's it. Like I, you know, exactly. And why exactly. put yourself in a shitty situation? If I can afford it now, I'm going to get it. It's just that simple. Yep. 100%. Yeah. 
Excellent. Well, I think, wow, we've gone almost two hours with this one. This is a long one tonight, guys. Uh, Let's keep going. That's fun. Yeah, no, I think now's a, now's a good place to, uh, to wrap it up. Why don't we just uh, plug our stuff real quick? And uh, this was another good one. Nico, why don't we start with you? Upstate Unconventional, right. my friends. Yeah, Matt, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, love doing this. Love talking with all these people. Ryan, I'm so glad I've met another millennial that I can finally relate to. Oh, thank you. He's kissing your ass, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> I know. Just said that I sucked. No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah. Julia, it was very nice to meet you. And uh, yeah, thank you. My show's Upstate Unconventional. It's, you can find it anywhere. And I'm on Instagram, but I don't post anything because I don't know why. But thank you, Matt, for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming, brother. And Julia, I know you said we can find you on Instagram. Is that about it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have been dipping my toe in the water because I have like all this information inside me that's just like dying to bust out, but my family will think I'm a kook. So <laughs> I do want to like maybe start my own podcast or something. Go for it. Go for it. You have plenty I'll help you with there. Yeah, and I'll help you with the editing. I mean, there's a there's a big community that'll just help you get started. And then once you figure it out, it's like riding a bike. So if I was like, if I was like just going to get started and do like a few episodes to like see, you know, I guess I, I need to know, like, what do I buy? Like, what do I need to get on? Like, how do I make myself successful about it? Because I feel like you guys are already like you have like mics and stuff and I'm like technologically challenged. So I would need somebody to literally be like, step one, do this. Step two, do this. No, it's, yeah, my it's mic really is $50. Hard. Ryan, yeah, Ryan, a... <laughs> yeah, Ryan did that with me, Julia. He, he walked me through step by step what I needed. I picked it up and yeah. It's, it's, and, and like he said, you know, there's so many people that do it now that all you have to do is ask and people are more than willing to help you out with anything, you know, what type of, mm-hmm. you need, how do I record? How do I post things? All that stuff. I mean, it's, and, and once you get the hang of it, it's so easy. I mean, I do it by myself and I am not smart by any means. So, especially technologically, yeah. I am retarded technologically. So, <laughs> same here. I have a seven year old laptop and like 90% of my intros I just do right on my phone. If you have an iPhone yeah. with the Anchor app, like it, it's so easy. It's- well, Nico, another thing, and this is a good resource for anyone. I don't want to like derail into an entirely different segment of the episode. I know we're trying to wrap up, but zebit is a great resource to buy like if you need a new laptop check mm-hmm. out zebit it's just like debit but with a z z-e-b-i-t and um i mean that's how i got my laptop dude i'm fucking strapped for cash and i got like a thousand dollar laptop and what you do is you just pay uh every week or every two weeks depending on when you're able to zero interest for the entirety of the entire thing and you just paid the thing off and you and you're good to go, dude. It's like uh oh, yeah. I think I put down two hundred bucks for a thousand dollar laptop and then paid fifty bucks for two weeks and then you know it's paid off. My wife has a brand new iMac Pro. I just can't figure it out. <laughs> so I use my old <laughs> shitty laptop. Oh well, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Just look at some tutorials. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you no, got the Rolls Royce over cool, here. That is a cool uh I will look into that though, because I do need to get a new laptop. But yeah, I just can't figure out the, the iMac Pro. It's like it's, it's different weird. if you're not used to it. It's a weird yeah. little setup. Yeah. 
So, yeah. So do it, Julia. Long story short, go for yeah. it. I don't want to be like the annoying feminine, like podcaster person though, because I feel like when I listen to podcasts and I'm, you know, digressing, but I do only listen to like male podcasts. That's why we well, need more females. You exactly. think? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. There's, there's way too many idiot guys out here talking <laughs> bullshit and be yeah. authentic. Well, yeah just be you don't be what that, that's the thing yeah don't, don't like try to be a guy be, podcaster yeah don't be who you think people want you to be just do your own show because it's your show in the end you know well, I, do stand, it how you I stand with i stand with you julia women are annoying by by a large number but you know you can do it you know what i mean no I, I'm women women are like very sensitive <laughs> and opinionated about stuff in an, in an annoying way sometimes. So, so I don't want to be like the overbearing Karen show for like the podcast. Now, you know, I listen, uh, there's, there's women that can really kill it though. Like uh, Leonardo Joni, I talked with her. She's going to be on, on Monday night master debaters. I think either next week or the week following. Um, if you're a tough woman, people respect the fuck out of that dude. I, I know I do. I think like if um, if you're intelligent and you have a way that you can be like, no, fuck you, you're wrong. It's not about being this or that. It's not about being left or right. It's not about being right or wrong. It's just about like, this is what's up. And, you know, I think that, you know, we had a good conversation here tonight. I think you could definitely do that. You know what I mean? For sure. Thank you. Yeah, do it. Go for it. Fuck yeah. But um, (laughs) is that me? Am I next, Matt? You are second to last my friends yeah dude everyone knows where to find me um and i appreciate doing these every monday man um i'm trying to do my part to bring some folks on every uh week from now on because uh matt's really been doing the entire lifting and he's just been getting a lot of great shows together but i want to help because it's been a fun thing for me to do and uh yeah just gonna keep doing the doing the thing here got the news program on youtube daily news dump those are fun i'm gonna talk about some weird shit after actually after we're done recording this and um yeah patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast if you feel like supporting me uh less than a gallon of gas you can basically almost get the top tier at this point which is sad (laughs) um and then uh yeah matt what about you dude uh the same thank you guys for joining again this is always my favorite night of the week and uh you can find all my stuff at the great deception podcast instagram youtube BitChute, odyssey if you want to email me great deception podcast at gmail uh you know where to find us check the show notes if you have any questions so again guys thank you so much everyone stay strong and question A vital element in keeping the peace is our military establishment. Our arms must be mighty, ready for instant action, so that no potential aggressor may be tempted to risk his own destruction. Our military organization today bears little relation to that known of any of my predecessors in peacetime, or indeed by the fighting men of World War II or Korea. Until the latest of our world conflicts, the United States had no armaments industry. American makers of plowshares could, with time and as required, make swords as well. 
But we can no longer risk emergency improvisation of national defense. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. How to do this? Three and a half million men and women are directly engaged in the defense establishment. We annually spend on military security alone more than the net income of all United States corporations. Now, this conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience. The total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. We recognize the imperative need for this development, yet we must not fail to comprehend its grave implications. Our toil, resources, and livelihood are all involved. So is the very structure of our society. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals, so that security and liberty may prosper together.